Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Dublin's Evan Force, the Strawberry Alarm Clock, Monday morning, 26th of August, 10 past 7. Good morning, how are you? Shooting across the sky there, Beyonce and Chris Martin. Speaking across, uh, speaking of the sky, there's a headline today. ET has been found on Mars. Now, not that kind of ET, but the letters ET. So, a NASA satellite photo captured what appeared to be an E and a T. So, it's, uh, there's an E and a T below it. I'm looking at the picture now. Yeah, yeah, yeah it could be an E and a T, or it could just be some random marks. Now, nobody wants to see an ET more than me. But I don't think this is it. Scientists were last night baffled at the bizarre sighting which uh, was made by an eagle-eyed space fan. What do you do for a living? I'm an eagle-eyed space fan. One fan told the Irish Sun, uh, try explaining that one. It's totally remarkable. Now we've got graffiti on Mars. It's stellar recognition of the hit 80s film. (laughs) So not only do they know we're here, they know what movie we were watching in 1980 about ETs. Yeah, I did say 1980. About ETs. And then they wrote ET on the moon, on the on, the, on Mars, and waited for us to, to get satellites big enough to, to spot it. Not sure. Not sure. Um, looking around at some other stuff, 15 million euro man Rory, FedEx Cup glory for the uh, Magic McElroy. Rory McIlroy won an eye-watering 15 million euro last night as the FedEx Cup champion following a stunning victory at the Tour Championship in Atlanta, which is good news for him because he hadn't had uh, some great performances recently. Um, Plunder and lightning is the headline. There was a, a lightning uh, at that and a 19-year-old got uh, he got injured. He was standing under a tree, I think. I believe he got injured and he's... I think he's okay. This is far as I can see. Let me just see this. Uh, Ryan's bruised and shaken and wants to come home. An Irish man was rushed to hospital at the weekend after being knocked out cold during a lightning strike at a golf tournament in the States. Um, Ryan Murphy, who's only 19, was among six people injured at the Tour Championship in Georgia on Saturday. There's a, a still image of the lightning strike in this tree where people were standing around. Now, I think... I I think it was lightning. I was I was walking down a road years and years ago at night and it was real calm and there was a fella coming down the road on a bike and just as he was passing me going the other way there was a massive bang and a a big bright bright uh, flash and I was I was went up in the air and landed and so he he came off his bike and he crashed and then it started lashing rain and he said what happened I said I don't know 
So it must, I think, because we're beside a church. We're both going past a church. So I think it must have been lightning. I don't know if it was. No, I never knew what happened. But I presume it's something similar to this. So, unless it was some kind of electrical thing exploding. I don't know what, what else it could be. Um, yeah, so that's a, it would be a very scary thing to happen. Um, what else has been happening? Popcorn. Here we go. Cinema popcorn topped a poll of rip-off items with 59% of people believing it's too pricey, followed by movie drinks and sweets. They're very expensive, aren't they? Like a popcorn, a large popcorn is like what, three or four quid. Isn't it? And uh, petrol, uh, petrol, takeaway coffee and smartphones were also on the list. Those surveys were fed up forking out too much for branded over-the-counter medicines, bottled water and items of a hotel minibar. Oh man, don't go near a hotel minibar. Packet of M&M's cost you 50 quid. Discount website voucher codes said uh, they carried out the survey and found 40% of people expect to get fleeced at service stations. Um, so the, the top 10 was the cinema popcorn. Most people thought that was really too expensive. Cinema sweets also as well. Mini bar in the hotel. Petrol, fuel of any kind. Printer ink was very expensive. Smartphones, branded medication, tobacco, bottled water and takeaway coffee. Rain, shower, rain showers are on the way. Uh, the glorious sunshine is set to fade and balmy temperatures plummet to be replaced by cloud and showers over the next 24 hours. It was very mild last night, wasn't it? Nothing. It wasn't a breeze. There was nothing. It was really just... Uh, oof. Now, I like the heat, but like there was nothing. Give me a bit of a breeze. <laughs> but uh, there will be some respite for southeast and Leinster today with temperatures hitting 21 degrees... Uh, then it's going to hit twenty. It's going to. It's pretty much going to bounce down over the cross the cross of this week. So it's going to be twenty one degrees today, twenty the next day, nineteen the next day, eighteen the next day. It's going to come down to more realistic September weather as we're heading towards it. And the Rose of Tralee is back on TV tonight. Now, okay, right here we go. Can you explain to me how that's still on TV? Right. Honestly, how how is it still on TV? Surely, <laughs> surely the Rose of Tralee is outdated now. As Father Ted called it, a lovely girls competition. Why? How come it's still going? Just how come? Now, I know a lot of people are going to watch it. I might even see a bit of it myself. Crossy said, he, he was just talking to me there. He says, yeah, he, he can't stand it, but he'd probably watch it for, to slag it off. What is it? How do you explain it to somebody from outside of Ireland? What, like, if you like the Rose of Tralee, please explain that to me. Or are you going to watch it? Do you hate it and you're going to watch it anyway? Let me know. But it really does baffle me. Like, I really don't know. <laughs> That's still going. And it seems to be as big as, as ever. So strange. Explain it to me. Can you do that in a, in a WhatsApp? You can WhatsApp us on 087-6797-104. The same number is our text number now. So it's 0876797104 for text or WhatsApp. Both are free. And of course, our text and WhatsApps are with MikeMurphyInsurance.ie, specialist in car insurance. Okay? So do get in touch. If you can explain why the Rose of is still going. Um, yeah. <laughs> explain that. Best of luck with that one. It's the Strawberry Alarm Clock. It's F104. Time for some strawberry messages. 
Love the sweet sound of a 20-year-old jammer without a silencer? Then you love Bangers for Cash. At Bangers for Cash, you give us dough and we'll give you a moto. Our rock-bottom prices will send your heart racing. But don't worry, we've got a car dealologist on site. Woohoo! Our car doors mightn't open, but our till sure as hell does. Do you what? Come along to our fun-filled banger bonanza this weekend, where we'll have live music from our garage radio, castrol oil face painting for the kids, and free food for cash. Our Lamborghinis are bleeding delish. For more, see bangersforcash.uk.com.ie forward slash EU. Throw us some cash. We'll show you our bangers. Getting married? Bet down? Don't worry your Lego head about it. At Photoshop My Ugly Wedding, we can alter the photos and make you look less minging. Granny has no teeth? No problem. We'll Photoshop her head so good she'll look like Ryland Feckin' Clark with a shiny set of choppers. Ears stick out like a taxi with the doors open? No problem. We'll Photoshop them closed. Boobs too big? We'll make them bigger. No boobs? At Photoshop My Ugly Wedding, we'll be your boob fairy. Hate your mother-in-law? We can Photoshop that old browser out of your special day. Like she wasn't there! We can even Photoshop your drinks and ciggies out of the photos so you don't have to stop your party. At Photoshop My Ugly Wedding, you can look great and we get paid. Terms and conditions apply. Some heads are too battered to fix. Johnny, your football just broke the window. Yeah, I blown out your ear, yeah? Yeah, little bruh. You know what you need? What? You need a chocolate-flavoured treat. What? Bratella, the treat for little brats. The gas thing is it's not even chocolate. Bratella. Bratella is 40% potato starch, 20% unnatural flavourings, and 40% pure mud. Ew! What is this shit? That's not shit. It's Bratella. It's Bratella, the treat for brats. The treat for Bowsies, brats, wagons and spoiled princesses. Give them Bratella and then laugh your ass off. Yeah. Yeah, this tastes funny. Bratella. They deserve it. The little brats. The Big Country Jamboree is here. All your favourite country music acts under one roof. Yeah. From the legendary Mick Slevinson. To the aging minx, Eleanor McFlaherty. And don't forget our resident bullock shaver, Danny O'Hare. The big country jamboree at all venues outside the M50. Yahoo! 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, ho, morning, ho, hi, hi. A home without a cat flap is not a home. If you have a cat, your home should have a cat flap out the back. I'm Alan Flaps from the Irish Cat Flap Company. I was told I'd save 100 euro from my advertising budget if I read this out badly myself. Cats say meow, I say meow's gone when you come into our store. Meow. Cats have whiskers, so do I, but mine is smaller because I shaved them. Meow. The Irish Cat Flap Company will cut a hole in your door and insert a cat flap into that hole. How would you like a meow? How would you like meow? How would you like me a meow? How would you like meow? How would you like me meow? <laughs> meow. Across the only last week, myself and Nobby were saying uh, we could get some famous people into EastEnders to replace some of the cast. Right? Good idea. You could have your man, uh, Jason Statham, as the new Phil Mitchell. Yeah, Phil's getting very old now. But we were wondering, who could you get to be the new sort of Peggy or Sharon, you know? And somebody has put their name forward. Patsy Kensett said she'd love to be the new Peggy Mitchell EastEnders. She's been in soaps such as Everdale and Hobby City, but she's never been on EastEnders. She's got a London accent. You know? She'd be great. She was fantastic on Emmerdale when she was on it. She played that soap villain really well. So I'd love to do EastEnders. My father was involved in organised crime in the East End, so I grew up around villains, and that's my kind of backdrop. I can pull a pint and say, you're Bart. She's perfect for it. Her dad was a gangster. Brilliant. <laughs> and she can pull a pint. A lot of people on soaps can't. It's always <laughs> fake ones, isn't it? It's fake drink. Yeah. Fair City has that as well. Yeah. Now you're going to tell us about Electric Picnic. Yes, Electric Picnic. So the stage times are out if you're heading this weekend. I'll give you the main stage one. So Friday, half seven, Billie Eilish. I'm raging at half seven. That's so early. She's really good. Yeah, at nine o'clock, Dermot Kennedy and half ten, Hosier. Saturday, main stage, half four, years and years. 7.45, Christine and the Queens. 9.15, The Strokes. Sorry, 9.15, 1975, then The Strokes. And then Sunday's um, is going to be half eight, Code Line, and half ten, Florence and the Machine. And if you're just wondering, if you just joined us, he's not giving out uh, tips for horses there. They're the stage types. <laughs> <laughs> Coming off the inside now is Hosier. <laughs> um, the front man, Matt Healy of the 1975, has a really good idea. He's getting fans to bring their old 1975 t-shirts that they purchased. And you bring it to the gig where they're playing. I think they're playing Reading and Leeds. Bring those t-shirts thing, queue up, and there'll be a little 1975 stand. And they'll put the new logo on your old t-shirt because they want to be sustainable with their merch. That is a great idea. It, well, if you're the if their manager was like, why don't we just sell them a whole new T-shirt for fifteen quid? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <coughs> but yeah, that's this weekend. Uh, it's going to be an incredible weekend. So we're not making new shirts uh, for now. So the run of the old shirts, first album, uh, early tours. You bring those, and we'll put the new logo on your old shirt, so you can have the new logos added to every time. Those shirts get really manky if you bring them to festivals all the time, don't they? Yeah, so you'll have a manky shirt with a nice. Br- clean logo on it it'll look a bit weird 
But it's a good idea. Yeah, kind of. But not if you're a manager. <laughs> and coming up after 8 o'clock, we'll tell you about the, uh, the all the announcements that were made. At Disney unveiled all the out-of-the-world film and TV lineup. We got Star Wars, Frozen 2, Black Panther, The Simpsons, Miss Ms. Marvel. It's all been announced yesterday. And uh, great news for one Irish actor who's got the call-up to be a superhero. All that and more after 8 o'clock. Don't move. It is the Strawberry Alarm Clock. It's 7 4. It's time for the uh, little Mr. Men and little Misses that didn't make it a brand new one this morning. It's Little Miss Kerry Fan. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome back to the little men and little misses that didn't make it. This week, we meet Little Miss Kerry Fan. Yeah, hello. Little Miss Kerry Fan was born with a football in her cradle. Sometimes she mistook the football for a doll and put a wig and makeup on it. You're so pretty with your makeup and pigtails, football. I think I'll call you Pigsayers. If you're an American tourist, Little Miss Kerry Fan will tell you anything you want to hear. Once she thinks she'll give her money. Wow, so that's the island where Luke Skywalker actually lived? Oh, it is, yeah. I lived there with him. Like, really? That's the God's honest truth. And we had ten babies that all looked like Chewbacca. It's hard bringing up little Wookiees, you know. Little Miss Kerry Fan thinks nothing should even exist outside of her county. Kerry is the best county in the whole world. Sure, why would you want to go anywhere else? We've got mountains and lakes and beaches and pubs and donkeys and Pat's Balan and... Oh, forget I said that last bit. Ever since the dubs have started winning, Little Miss Kerry fan still argues that the Kerry football team of the 70s and 80s were the best of all time. They were legends, those men. The Bomber, Pawdy, Mikko, Decker, O'Donnell, Pasted, Peter, Starbar, Dan Solo, Gooch, Skywalker... They were gods on the pitch. F***ing gods, I said. Little Miss Kerry fan won't bother travelling to Croke Park to watch her favourite team unless it's All-Ireland Final Day. Yeah, it's too expensive to get the train up from Killarney to Dublin. Anyway, I don't see any need for our lads to play any match bar the final. We own nothing to Gaelic football. We should get a bye to the final every year. <laughs> oh, poor deluded Little Miss Kerry fan. See you in Croker. You will if you give me a free ticket. I was married to Luke Skywalker, you know. The Strawberry Alarm Clock on FM 104. So the Breaking Bad movie, Crossy, is uh, is coming. It's on October the 11th. And it was brought to my attention. Do you know why they've announced this all of a sudden? Why? Because October 11th is the day that Apple, uh, the uh, Apple movie thing, the, uh, you know, the Apple do that movie thing that they're launching. Oh, yes, I know the thing. There's, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a couple of different streaming, uh, streaming news There's streaming a ton services. of them coming up, so Apple's new one is coming out, yeah. And on the same day, and so is some other one on October 11th. So Netflix are going, oh, hang on a second, let's play our trump card. October 11th, bang, Netflix movie. Breaking Bad, that is it. And the amount of people that are dying to see this. Because they did tease it earlier on. Remember they were doing the alcohol when you were off? They um, Yeah, so they must have been filming bits there. Because I was thinking, why would they launch a, an alcohol brand together? Because they haven't been in it for any, you know, they're not, they're not associated with each other anymore. 
And so. I wonder that that guy, Better Call Saul, did, was he meant to announce that it was coming? You know, the way he said it last week, oh, they've already done the movie, it's finished, it's all over and done with. Well, Better Call Saul, the new season, is about to arrive. Yeah. So I wonder, is Better Call Saul, the new season, lead up to the movie and finish it, you know, because it's the fifth season of Better Call Saul, and the last one was amazing, I wasn't too sure about the first few. The last one was absolutely incredible. So I wonder, does the new season of Better Call Saul arrive before the movie? And that's how it all links up together. Yeah. Now, what's your views when it comes to stuff like that? Because I'd if Breaking Bad can have a movie, I'm not going to give you a spoiler if you haven't seen it, but the very end of Breaking Bad, something happens, one of the characters. If that can happen, why can't other shows like Friends go off and do a movie? If Breaking Bad can come back with a character missing. Give it up on Bad Friends, really. Give it up. They have friends. to do it. <laughs> they have to do it. But yeah, the 11th of October. And I think the trailer is coming out very soon when I was reading online. I think there is a trailer already. I think it's like a, a little teaser with the guy. Uh, what's his name? Skinny John, Skinny Mick. Oh yeah, yeah. He's in it. Skinny, and it's, <laughs> I watched it last night. I was like, I can't oh, remember. This could the, be good. The drug dealer guy. Yeah. Drug dealer guy. Um, yeah. Oh, what's his name again? There he is. Just I'll click into it. There. Oh, yeah, go on ahead. So, this is him here. I think he. There's a lot of curses in this, so we cannot play it. Okay, we won't then. But the guy is called El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. Skinny Pete. Skinny Pete. I think Skinny Mick is pretty good. Skinny Micko. And there's loads of swearing. I, I, I love when they say, the following programme contains violence, uh, scenes of a sexual nature, uh, swearing, and uh, and I go, yes! Grown-up <laughs> <laughs> um, programmes. So, uh, right, that is coming October the 11th, and now you know why they've... Uh, I, I bet you they brought it forward when they heard that date. So it's coming. <laughs> Now, it's time for Showbiz News. FM 104's Dish the Dirt. With Bounce and Beyond, Ireland's largest ninja park. The king of kids' parties is here. Bounceandbeyond.ie I was telling you about this guy earlier on. So, uh, on Saturday nights, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? I only saw it last night. And it was, uh, there's a young fella that goes on. He, he looked about 21. And he goes on and he doesn't seem to understand the rules of millionaire. He was burning through his lifelines like he didn't need them and he knew the answers to some of the questions but was using the lifelines just to check where you, you should really hang on to them as long as you can so uh, Chris Tarrant I have a funny feeling that this guy said something smart to Chris Tarrant that they cut out because he or not Chris Tarrant uh, Jeremy Clarkson because he uh, he gave him to awful awful abuse this is going to be a complete guess here be completely oh well do I go with a guess or do I use a lifeline? That's the question. Well, you've used a lifeline on everything else, yeah. so... <laughs> can I use my phone a friend, please? Of course you can. Um, Might as well. Wasn't expecting... Just the novelty yeah. of it. Yeah, exactly. Wasn't expecting anything else. Right, um... <laughs> who are we phoning? Um, I'd like to phone Bill, please. Bill? What's Bill? Uh, he's my friend and, uh, well, believe it or not, uh, quiz night team member. <laughs> you also. do quizzes? Believe it or not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was pretty bad, but it got worse for this guy. So that's why I have a funny feeling that he said something to upset Jeremy. Hello, Bill. So in 2019, which awards ceremony was hosted for the second year running by Jack Whitehall? Was it the Brit Awards, the National TV Awards, BAFTA Awards, or the Olivia Awards? I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> we are useless. Read them out one more time. Brit Awards, National TV Awards, BAFTAs, or Olivia Awards? 
I'd go for the Brit Awards, but we've That's what I thought. All right, let's do this. Cheers, mate. Take care. Oh. Brit Awards, final answer, please. That was my instincts. Have I just wasted another lifeline? You thought it was the Brit Awards? Yeah. Yeah, you've wasted another one. You're absolutely right. You've made it very bad. <laughs> So he burned through the lifelines, completely burned through them, got to eight grand and that was his uh, safety net. So he got the eight grand and no matter what happened, he got up to 16 and then his 32 grand question, he hadn't a clue what it was and uh, he went for it anyway. (laughs) So he lost 24 grand. Wow. I saw a clip of it. I saw a 20 second clip. Jeremy Clarkson's reactions, his facial expressions, he must have said something awful to him. He he looked like he was really annoyed. He was really giving him dogs abuse, which is kind of funny because the guy was kind of, he was a little bit arrogant. Uh, Conan O'Brien has delivered a weather report uh, for Greenland in Greenlandic. Yeah, (laughs) here it is. I'm Conan O'Brien and I'm bringing you the latest weather report for Greenland. I will give the report in the Greenlandic language because let's face it, how hard could it be? Saiganasuratugu Kwanami Daisaramasug Iluli Ingurulani Saisilis Sarasiluni Kagasilamik Sakaratin Anarasaradumik Anasarasingan Sakskidatilituga Nasbrikit Ulup Kiskaras There's cold stuff coming. And uh, Emma Stone, the first look at Emma Stone in the 101 Dalmatians prequel, Cruella, is here. And here it is. It sounds like it's going to be a good one. Ah, yes. Yes, I must say, such perfectly beautiful coats. Won't you have some tea, Cruella? Now, I've got to run, darling. Now, let me know when the puppies arrive. You will, won't you, dear? Yes, Cruella. Now, don't forget it's a promise. See you in three weeks. Cheerio. Cheerio, darling. Well, that's the original but uh, she will <laughs> yeah she looks great uh, the photographs are online on fm104.ie she looks great there is two new influencers in the world Jim oh. that have taken it by storm and I'm going to be very controversial here and say they are a pain in the backside what influencers pain in the backside oh these two especially Barack Obama and Michelle absolutely melt me. I just <laughs> can't stand them. I don't know what it is about. Anyway, uh, they released this and it's gone everywhere. It's got 109,000 retweets on Twitter, on Barack's Twitter. His summer playlist of 2019. 44 songs that himself and Michelle enjoy listening to on a summer's day. Friends, he's done this every year for years. Yeah. So, so in there now is Drake and Rihanna, Too Good, Lizzo, Juice, and She Can't Get Over It. Scissor. Yeah, scissors in it. Like, it's a lot of really up-tempo music. Uh, Camilla Cabello and Shawn Mendes, Senorita. And then you've got old songs like Frank Sinatra and all that yeah, as well. It's a good mix. It's a good mix, but I don't know. I just find them very, oh, we're great, we're brilliant. I don't know. The, the playlist is pretty good. The play- I'll give him that. The playlist is good. But still. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know what it is. I just find them smarmy. It's, it's a big shot in the arm for Lizzo. Because, like, you know, any artist that's kind of coming up, if he puts them on the playlist people suddenly listening to her that never listened to her before and go wow yeah she's playing the Olympia next year and tickets are like gold dust imagine delighted to say that uh, one of the people who invented comedy in Ireland (laughs) is in studio Uh, that's true that's a big responsibility Jim is it not that Mr. Trellis yourself and Barry Murphy and uh, Kevin Guilty Kevin Guilty that's right we were the first people ever to be funny in Ireland before that there was nothing funny apart from no comedy 
<laughs> we arrived. We invented comedy. We're responsible for Daryl Breen, Dylan Moore, and Jason Byrne. The yeah. list goes on. Graham Norton. You stuck the stand-up flag on yeah. the on the moon. Yeah, for Ireland. <laughs> we did. Yeah, but you did. No, seriously. And I can only apologise for what the, for what was unleashed. The international, the comedy seller. You you. Established yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Myself, Barry, Kevin. There was another few people wow. involved at the time. Dermot Carmody, a guy called yeah. Alex Lyons got involved. Carl McDermott. You know, and it was like, it was it was out of boredom. I'll be honest with you at the time. Like, there was <laughs> literally nothing else to do. We thought we were vaguely funny. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure we were completely fooling ourselves at the time. But, uh, and we set up a comedy club. We just, you know, it was going on in England at the time. And then we said, well, why can't we do something like that here? I mean, there were... Like, there was always people doing it. Brendan Grace, the late great Brendan yeah, Grace, was a great comedy craftsman, great gag man, you know. Yeah. But 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 that was kind of like a different genre, really. And then you, you had someone like Dermot Morgan, who was doing a slightly different thing as well, kind of character comedy. Yeah. And he'd turn up on the Late Late Show from time to time. So there was always comedy. Niall Tobin used to tell these great yes. stories. And, you know, there was always people doing it. But, like, this this was kind of like the where comedy suddenly became something different, where, where anyone could get up and, you know, ramble on stage and, and talk about their life. But the comedy that people are sort of familiar with now is the stand-up scene, and it hasn't really changed. No, there hasn't been another version arrive yet. Like that's it's Not still really. very similar to what it was when you guys started. Yeah, it still is. It's like it's it's people talking about their lives in a funny way and all the things that make them laugh and and the minutiae of everyday life. And when you are out and about and you see new performers, do you do you spot? Oh, there, they've got something. Or yeah, or hate you, them, hate, hate them, them, hate them. <laughs> I'd love that line. They're so talented. <laughs> I know it's obscene um, uh, how talented some people are. Uh, I, you know, and and but like you know, you know they have to work for it. You, like it doesn't come easy. Like I, I, the reason I started doing comedy in the first place was because I thought this is a really easy way to live your life. You know, you yeah. stay at home all day, you watch telly, you listen to the radio, you play chess with your friends, <laughs> and uh, you know you, you you go out and gig once or twice a month. Yeah, uh, and you get by, and it's fine. You know, and yeah. it's like you know you feel like a rebel and an artist, and 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 uh, you know. A, a bohemian type person yeah. but um, of course you very quickly realise if you want to be any good at it you actually have to work very hard at it and then of course over time you realise it's as hard as any job and are you lonely on it because it seems to me like you're very lonely of, like, Jim oh, that's why I come <laughs> in today. it's good to talk it's good to see you no, uh, you spend a lot of time travelling on your own and yeah. you know, hotel rooms on your own and sort of scrabble cities on, my phone on your own, on my own. <laughs> that's terrible it's not all hookers and cocaine no no and uh, but I mean you've reached to a certain level now that uh, you don't have to, you know, when you tour, everyone knows who you are. So to get past that, that slog, though, is the, is the tough bit. Yeah, it is really. But I always loved the clubs. Like, I mean, I, I, I loved the, like, it was very casual when we started in the international. You, we literally started doing one a month. Then we started doing one a week. Yeah. And, and that was kind of it. There was very few other gigs. You might do the odd college lunchtime or something. Um, and then you might get the odd arts festival where people wouldn't have a clue what you were on about. Right. And then, you know, over time, like, we, we we obviously got a bit better at it and then you'd go to the Edinburgh Festival and where you kind of see other comedians from Britain and other parts of the world and, and, and you suddenly realise, oh, okay, that's what it's all about. Yeah, we yeah. need to up our game a little bit here. And, okay. And then, uh, you know, I went to London and then I spent a few years working the clubs and, you know, working every night. And that was very exciting. And that's what I, that's, that's where I thought, like, my level was. And, and uh, you know, and, and it was there for a long time. And it, and it does take another big effort, a big push to get to the next level, which is theatres. Oh. Uh, and then there's even other levels like arenas, which yeah. I, which I, you know, nowhere near or not, not even interested in. But, yeah. um, you know, it's great to be able to play theatres where people are coming to see you. They're not just going to see 
comedy and they don't know who's on the bill. So it is a, it is a slightly different relationship you have with the audience as time goes on. So uh, for people who, like you've got a new show, The Showing Off Must Go On, which is uh, coming to Vicar Street in November on the, on the 9th and uh, various other dates, we'll mention them in a second. But when you, you don't just walk out of your house and walk onto the stage and you have, here you go, here's a new hour. You, you were trying bits all the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, the last time I toured properly was probably 2013. And then, you know, I, I've, been, I've been kind of busy with other stuff in the meantime, like, you know, uh, TV shows Telly and stuff. stuff yeah. But I've always done it. Like, and, 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 you know, it's, it's an impulse that you can't, you know, you can't avoid. It's an itch that you, you need to scratch, you know. So, like, it, like it, <laughs> it, makes you, it, it makes you feel like you're alive, you know, yeah. and that you have a purpose in the world being a stand-up comedian. So, uh, I, I always do it. So, even if I'm not actually actively on tour, you know, you're doing the odd gig here and there. You're popping into a club in town in Dublin. Right. I was in on Shaw the other night on oh. Camden Street. Had a lovely time, you know, where you're literally trying to refine bits and pieces, you know, before the tour starts. Uh, you do the odd festival here and there, travel, do little little mini tours in other parts of the world, you know, where yeah. you think you'll get away with it. Because <laughs> you get away with nothing nowadays. Oh. Um, and so you're always practicing and trying it and, you know, adding to it. And and how often do you, like if you have a new bit and you, and you really like it, but it's just not going down yeah. well, how, how often would you try that before you drop it? I'm it, very stubborn. Not, like, will you keep it going? With ten it? years. <laughs> okay, because I've heard people saying like three times, and if it's not working, that's it. It's gone. Yeah, no, it is kind of like that. But you know, you do revisit old notebooks when you're desperate, and, <laughs> okay. and sometimes you you know you just spot something, and yeah. you know it, it it works. Like I I I wouldn't like to you know disillusion people who are trying to get into comedy, or even no. the audience who have this notion about comedians just being able to rock up and yeah, yeah. And, and and be hilarious. <laughs> like it's, it's really honed. boring. It's <laughs> like you could you could go the whole week and come up with nothing, yeah. and then you could have a great week where you're coming up with like five minute bits, like right, in, okay. in, 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 in before breakfast. You know, so yeah. it, it it varies. Um, how you've got children? How old were your children when uh, you real they realised you weren't cool anymore? Uh, how long did you get? Did um, you get past 12? <laughs> I go through various stages of being cool and not cool okay, with my good. kids. Uh, so, obviously, I was cool until they were about five. Okay. You know, where they think dad is the centre of the universe cool. and yeah. is amazing. And then they realise you're not remotely cool. And then <laughs> I, I, I remember, um, I, I'll just tell you this, I, I did come home with a pair of jeans. My lad, The last pair of jeans I bought, I thought they were really cool and okay. I thought they were lovely. And all the people in the shop were telling me, like, I look great in the jeans. Okay. And I believed them. And I was delighted with myself. And I come home and my son immediately starts laughing, you know, and he points out their skateboarders jeans. And oh. he actually told me that if the, if the brand found out that I had them, they'd track <laughs> me down and kill me. Because it would be, it would be, it would take away from their credibility as jeans makers. But, um, no, the, so they the realised I was really cool then when, uh, I remember when they were about seven and eight around that age. Yeah. And... I used to collect them at school and other kids in the school playground, slightly older kids, nine, ten, would come up to me and bow down in front of me. Wow! And so that was really cool. That so my cool. kids were then saying to me, why are other people in the school bowing in front of you? <laughs> like, obviously in a mocking way, yeah, yeah. Uh, it goes without saying. But, yeah. you know, they, they had discovered Father Ted, the older kids. Right. So my kids, so we had to sort of, I looked at my wife and we had to kind of go, I think it's time. I think it's to time tell to them show about them. the we island. Tell them about. <laughs> so we showed them Father Ted. So I was definitely cool for a few years while they 
enjoyed that. Then I was on Cool again. Then I did a tiny bit in Doctor Who, so I was cool again. Oh, that's very cool, yeah. So it goes up and down. And what do they think of the stand-up? I mean, do they think, oh, stop trying to be funny? Or do they just think, okay, that's well, the job and that's brilliant? No, it is It is funny. Like, it, you know, they, they, like because I, I kind of wasn't doing it that much for a few years. And, you know, they, won, they were actually wondering what I was doing a lot of the time. <laughs> You know, where does daddy work? In bed. Uh, with, with Scrabble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, but like, because they love their comedy and they love all those shows like yeah. Countdown and everything, all that kind yeah. of stuff. And they love all the stand-up comedians and they're really, they're really well-versed in comedy. They really know their stuff um, because they're all like, my youngest is 17 now, you know, okay. the others are 20, 20 and 22. Right, so, okay. so they love comedy. So, you know, they have started coming to see me and stuff um, and they do quite like it. I mean, you know, so definitely I'm kind of going through a cool period again. You sound like you've got a lot of cool phases there. That's yeah. You're doing better than most yeah. of Some of them don't last very long, though. Okay, well, I think you should be, you should be, you should be set now with the, the ages they are. They should be... Yeah. It's, that's yeah. fine. Um, you have a very recognisable head, okay? Oh. Uh, you know, it has to be said, you're, you're recognisable. So how is that a hindrance? I mean, do you get asked for selfies in little? Do you uh, um, stop? Do you get harassed, or just people just leave you leave you alone? Yeah, I mean, people generally do. Like, I'm, I'm so. I suppose I'm lucky in the sense that the, you know, the character, main character that yeah. I'm known for, <laughs> 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 and other characters I've played, like, are are kind of not that offensive. I think. Right, yeah. So people, you know, don't want to kill me necessarily. At least I don't. At least they haven't presented themselves the ones who do. Right. So the, the people tend to love what you do. Well, they kind, well, I, I don't know. I mean, it's generally friendly if there is anything. Yeah. Uh, I did. I did have one fella. I was doing a show in St Albans, in which is near London, a few years ago, and this fella came up to me afterwards, and he looked very like me. Okay. <laughs> he was always like he was always been slagged off for work, and it turned out he was a policeman. Okay. In 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 London, and he was really he was kind of annoyed. Like he was coming up to tell me like to give out to me. You know, that because uh, he looks like me, people don't take him seriously. And he told me about the first time he was arrested. The criminal was saying to him, oh, for feck's sake, I've been arrested by Father Dougal. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but, but I, you know, I look more like myself than he does, I'd yeah. imagine. And um, so, yeah, it is a thing. I, but it's not, like, it doesn't, you know, I don't think of myself in that way. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I think of myself as a normal human being <laughs> with, with, like, you know, just going around worried all the time, like yeah. a normal person. So I'm not looking around to see if anyone's looking at me. Okay. And the the, uh, the showing off must go on. Is that about uh, what you're worried about lately, or is it, wh- what's what's the what are yeah, the themes? Yeah, it's about a number of things. Like, well, it's you know, it's I always think of it as regular stand up, and I wouldn't yeah. like to kind of sell it as something that it isn't, you know. Okay. But uh, um, you know, the title is the showing off must go on because I suppose I, I I am a fundamentally shy person, you know. You and seem I, shy, yeah, but then it, yeah. it, it doesn't kind of. It goes against what the shyness yeah. for somebody to be I, on stage. I know, it's a bit weird. It's but, so weird on you. Yeah, but like, uh, and where I come from, like Monaghan, is people are really anti-showing off. Like in Ireland, generally, people don't like notions. show off. Yeah, 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 notions about themselves. Like, I mean, you know, you, people won't wear high-vis jackets in my town. You know, okay. for period. People think they're showing off. Look at them there holding the stop go sign, you know. And uh, So, yeah, so, so you know, it's a little bit about the conflict I have, you know, between uh, doing it and, and why would you do it? Why would you continue to do it? And, of course, the reason for doing it is because, like, you know, you, we're, we're, we're experiencing dramatic change yeah. and there's a lot to talk about. And yeah. stand-up is just, it's one of those things. Like, it's just this, you know, it's a great way of talking about things and yeah. ranting and, you know, venting. <laughs> I have to ask you about Father Ted. It's like it's twenty one years now since Dermot Morgan passed away. Yep. Um, unbelievable. But the show is still on repeat all over the place and um 
it's one of those ones you, you, you end up watching it if you, if you catch one by mistake. If you uh, had one quote or one favourite episode, do, would you, do you have one favourite bit of Ted that, that stands out? That you say, oh, I really love that one. Or a um, scene even. Oh, everybody else has their own favourites. Yeah, no, there's so many bits, but like, like, you know, I don't have I don't have one at the tip of my tongue necessarily. Like yeah. I love the milk float. I love that's great. Yeah. I love you know the trailer pulling up beside the milk float and the lad saying mass and the trailer <laughs> wobbling slightly. You know, yeah. there's little things like that. I love. Um, there's a little scene. I think it was after a, an all pre sports day or something. There's a kind of and it's a post credit scene, so you, people mightn't even see it. They might yeah. miss it. It's where Dougal sort of like there's a big melee. Loads of priests are battering each other. <laughs> And Dougal kind of sees this and he's really fascinated by it and I just go up and I just kick some. <laughs> and we just did that in the day. Like it was yeah. just, it just seemed like the right thing to do and it was the naughtiest thing Dougal has ever done and he feels terrible instantly. Wow. And I just, you know, things like that like stick out, you know, but ah, I love it all. Like. Yeah, of course. It's fantastic. Um, well, listen, Ardlo Hanlon is playing uh, Vicar Street on November the 9th. He's also going to be at the Vodafone Comedy Carnival in Galway o- October 26th. And you're in Limerick. And uh, Limerick at the end of November, Cork Opera House at the end of October, I think, as well. The showing off must go on as the show. Uh, great to see you again. Thanks, Jim. Go back and see us again. Brilliant. Don't leave it so long. Okay. Promise. <laughs> Cheers, man. Thanks. Dublin's F and Force. The Strawberry Alarm Clock. Lewis Capaldi, hold me while you wait. Now, the other day, I was in the studio and it was after the show and Emma came in and said, Jim... Can I just tell you something? I said, yeah, go ahead. Have you heard Normani motivation? I said, no. Oh, the video's amazing. It's the best thing ever. And then just ran out, all excited. I thought, really? Okay, so I'll check it out. And I said, oh, she's right. There's like 20, at that stage, 20 million people had watched it. It's only been up for about a, a week. And I thought, that would be a great strawberry pick of the week this week. So here it is, Normani. It's great. Let's go to the phones now because I think we have somebody on the uh, line who's having a great day. James, good morning. Jim, how's it going? What is the story, James? Mad, mad couple of days, that's all I'm going to say. Okay, mad couple of days. Are you on cloud nine right now? Cloud nine wouldn't describe it, Jim. I <laughs> we went in for a, a checkup myself and my wife into Hollis Street Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Uh, and we've been in labour and back and forth labour and pre-labour and so on right up until uh, 20 past four this morning and my my first son Finley was born (laughs) yes what a feeling I know the feeling I've driven home from Hollow Street uh, a similar time uh, when my first fella was born and uh, it is the most amazing feeling isn't it? I don't even know how to describe it I mean the, 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 the main reason I'd sent you on that text and thanks for catching up was purely every single person that I've come across that works in Hollow Street should have wings because they're angels they really are from yeah. from the the, the the men on the door right the way through to the consultants and the, and, the, and everyone else they're just exceptional and you know you can't really measure their value until you need them but trust me on this hopefully you'll never need them as much as we've needed them the last two days but they should be walking on, 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 on golden paths. They're absolutely fantastic. And I just came home for a couple of hours, Kip. Yeah. And uh, just on my way home, I, I listen to you all the time. So I said, I just throw you the text. But don't do what I did. I fell asleep and I didn't wake up. <laughs> I well, back. I did tell them, I did say to my wife, I said, just give them your mother's number in case they need a phone call emergency. <laughs> I woke up, it was the afternoon when I woke up. <laughs> so don't do that. Uh, uh, so t- tell us uh, the mum's name, please. Kerry. 
Kerry, is it? Yeah, Kerry. Kerry. And how's she doing? She's doing great, thank God. Okay. She just sent me a text there. The doctor's been in to check her and Brilliant. everything's so, going great. I think she might be listening still. She might be having to sleep, who knows. But Ker- Kerry and Finley. Kerry and Finley. Uh, welcome to uh, Planet Earth, Finley. <laughs> and uh, congratulations. Thanks a mil, man. That's fantastic. Look, Superb. you've already won the jackpot, but a strawberry alarm clock cuddle mug for you and your missus? Oh, yeah. She loves her cups. She's a teetotaler, so she, lo- she, lo- she, loved the, uh, she loved the mug. Perfect. Okay, well, listen, enjoy that, and uh, congratulations again. You're a gentleman. Uh, being there, I know it feels like I'm sure a lot of people who are listening uh, can remember back to their magic day. Okay, so well yeah. done, man. You're a gentleman. Thanks for calling. Congratulations. Cheers, Bye-bye. That's nice, isn't it? That's nice. That's nice. That's nice. Right. Cop on, Jim. Now... I'm always excited about to hear the news about uh, Breaking Bad. The movie's coming on October 11th. That's all good news. But the very big news for me uh, is one of my favourite comedians, if not my favourite comedian, Dave Chappelle, has a brand new special streaming from today. Uh, If you've seen his other ones, I'm such a fan of his. Uh, It streams from today. His brand new special. If you're into your comedy, that's worth giving the goo. He it was trending online this morning because uh, you know that those um, awful shootings in Dayton. Yeah, he did a massive party to uh, raise funds for the people of Dayton yeah. uh, last night, and it looked their crack. He's yeah. brilliant. He's very funny. He's a great guy. Uh, Colleen Rooney has ditched her ring again after uh, Rue's lift with girl. He was seen getting getting into a lift with a girl. I don't know if it means anything. Colleen Rooney's ditched her wedding ring after her husband Wayne was spotted getting into a hotel lift with a mystery brunette following a seven-hour boozy bender. He does like a boozy bender, doesn't he? He does. And you know what? She is an idiot for staying with him if it is true because how many times is that now? He's in the States. I think she's not in the States with him at the moment so she wants him to come home. Maybe they're just friends. Maybe it's just somebody yeah. on a different floor. Jim, can I ask you, what has Dr. Dre... Tupac and Snoop Dogg have in common. Is this a joke? No, no. no. I have a joke for you. I have a brilliant joke. <laughs> okay. I'm going to tell you. Tell me okay. this first off. So, what does Dr. Dre, Snoop, and Tupac got in common with Peppa Pig? What is it? They all watch it? No. They all appear on it? They're owned by the same company. Oh, wow. Hasbro has just bought Death Row Records. <laughs> <laughs> So Peppa Pig is now... I'm a bit of, a, I'm a bit of an expert at faux jizzle. <laughs> and Mr. Potato Head. They put Mr. Potato's head on Tupac's head oh, on that well. famous album he's done. It's brilliant. That's it's good. online at the minute. All right, are you ready for my joke? Yeah. This is a great joke. What is... How much does a cockney spend on their shampoo? I don't know. Are you ready for this, everyone? How much... You'll be using this for the rest of the day. How much does a cockney spend on their shampoo? Are you ready? Yeah. Pantene. <laughs> it's great Barry Keown has landed his dream role as an upcoming Marvel flick six years after he asked the legendary Stan Lee to give him a shot uh, the Dublin actor will join a star-studded cast in The Eternals which includes Game of Thrones stars Kit Harrington, Richard Madden Angelina Jolie Salma Hayek he's like wow wow the 26 year old will take on the role of the superhuman Druig Keown has also starred in the Oscar-winning Dunkirk. He was brilliant in that, as well as uh, uh, American Animals and Black 47. And on Saturday, he shared a tweet that he sent to Stan Lee back in 2013. And it said, Stan Lee, please make me a superhero. And yesterday, it was announced that he is. The original quote came, uh, he said, the power of belief. 2013, the power of belief. That's just unbelievable. We've interviewed Barry a couple of times. Lovely guy, super talented. He can make himself... the. The, the weirdest villain he can make himself a hero he can do anything he's such a great career ahead of him so that is a massive 
shot in the arm. Like he's gone to superstar there. Yeah, Angelina Jolie was beside him. That's how big it is. That's incredible, isn't it? So good. So so just a brilliant success story from all the way from Love Hate. I think Love Hate discovered him. I'm not too sure, but anyway, that's your dish. Uh, more on the way tomorrow. So strawberry alarm clock at seven to four.